0: Hello. Welcome to season 5 of the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Kalik, the creator of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense.
1: And I'm Zipporah, a Pretty Deadly community guide and online coaching in Tevi, Uganda.
0: In this season, Zipporah and I are exploring self-defense in Uganda, talking about the different challenges women face and what strengths we might have in common. There's a lot to discover, so welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast.
1: This is episode 74 and today we're talking about body language and self-defense when I was thinking about this topic what, what really came to mind was how we move around and then we have our body communicating to whoever sees us you know I'm usually not one who speaks a lot who has my words to defend me or anything but my body language speaks to people. I've, I've had them coming to me and telling me, You're very intimidating. You're actually a very scary person. If someone looks at you, they know you may beat them up or something. And I don't even try. But consciously, it has since many people came, kept bringing it up, bringing it up, I started looking at myself and noticing things about me. I discovered that my body language actually does serve me in a very, very defensive way, especially for people who want to, I don't know, there are people who are naturally creeps. I don't get it, but they do come off as <laughs> with a desire to always mess with you, not in a playful manner, but in a way that someone just wants to taunt you. Hey, hey, let's fight or something like that. So <laughs> anyway, one of my basic basic body language uh movements that i find many people look at it as bad posture but it's very defensive for me it's slouching you know where your back is into itself Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so slouching is quite a defensive (laughs) mechanism for me first of all with the way my back is it's not too straight naturally but then to that i add my own way of walking Okay, so I slouch a bit. And many times, let's say if I'm in a place where there's not so much good lighting and yet I'm walking alone, it helps me out. First of all, many of the men, I think that is their way of walking, they slouch. So at times it gets the men to think that I'm a man too, which is very protective for me because they don't pick on me unnecessarily because I'm a a woman. You know, Mm -hmm. and then I I feel like body language is also some sort of self-defense in a way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that I I think that a lot of people do that naturally. We all do. I mean, body language is a way that we communicate, and it's usually the first way that we communicate before words, because we can Mm -hmm. communicate something to people at a distance, Right, without mm. having to shout from the way that we stand, or the way that we walk, or or the way that we, you know, wave our arms around or whatever it is. I think that slouching is a really interesting, um, is an interesting interpretation.
0: And I mm. say
2: interpretation because I think people use slouching in different ways. You know, you're mm. using it to kind of you know adopt the walk and the the silhouette of a man basically Mm -hmm. for me if i do that because i have a different body shape than you so for me to slouch it doesn't come across as looking like i don't have the silhouette of a man um Mm -hmm. so if i slouch it looks like it it looks like i maybe don't have a lot of (laughs) self-esteem oh yeah so, for me, because of my body shape and my height, um when I need to use body language in a more defensive way, I actually need to stand up very straight and make mm. myself as tall as I possibly can mm. you know it, in a kind of the opposite of what you're doing, but you're also well, we've never actually been in the same room together, but I suspect that you are taller than me, and I oh. have seen <laughs> photos of you, so I know that you have a you have a leaner physique than I do. Yeah. You know, so that's something that, you know, if you slouch, that's something that can work in your favor. But if I slouch, it works against me. So it's Mm. a really, it's a really interesting thing. What works for different bodies, you know, isn't always, isn't, it's not universal. Yeah, true. Right. But I do think, I mean, you're absolutely right. Body language, just when you put your hands up, you know, in that stop motion, You know, Mm. it's that's body language that's saying, stop, don't come near. Right. Um, Do you think uh, the fighting stance is also something
1: that. Is sort of um, body language, do you think that can be categorized with body language?
2: Absolutely. And again, I think it's how you interpret it. I mean, the way that we talk about fighting stance in pretty deadly is a little bit different than what most people think of as fighting stance. So yes, often, and and it's how we introduce it as trainers, right? Like when we're introducing it to a class, we're showing people like, you know, this is what we think fighting stance is with, you know, your, your fists up, maybe your head is low to protect your face, you know, like a boxer or maybe Mm -hmm. it's, you know, looking like a big wrestler guy or whatever it is. Right. But for us, fighting stance actually means keeping our limbs ready to move. So mm-hmm. we, we but normally when we're in fighting stance, um, what we're communicating to other people in those bigger fighting stances, like for boxers and MMA fighters and wrestlers, that fighting stance yeah. is I'm ready to fight. That's where that mm-hmm. body language is communicating that information. But when we're working with fighting stance pretty deadly I think that's when body language is actually speaking to ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I think that's also a a kind of a direction of body language that we don't often think about. Yeah. We're told, or I don't know about you, um, but I know that I was told that to have, to kind of like give myself confidence if I'm, if I'm going to give a public speech, for example, um, Mm -hmm. to stand up very, very straight and throw my shoulders back and, lift my head up high so that my voice projects and blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of like I'm adapting um, a stance of confidence, even if inside I don't feel confident. So my body Um, is giving me some cues. I do have something to say there. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. There's a way, okay, I think we shall discuss that in the next episode or something, but there's a way people have termed certain things to Be a universal or a universal measure for everyone. Mm -hmm. But what if my back doesn't go straight? Does that mean I'm not confident? You know, like you said, Mm -hmm. um, slouching may mean something different for you, and a straight back may mean something different for me. Mm -hmm. For example, when I try to stand so straight, you know, like straight, um, chest up. I don't know, spine into what I don't know how to do that, but how to stand straight with your chest out and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. When I try to do that, to me, it actually lowers my self confidence because after that, that is not how I look like in real life. That is not my usual way of being. So Mm -hmm. it affects me negatively. So there are certain ways or certain things that happen for everybody the way they do, but they're not for everyone you know
2: yeah exactly well i think i mean you bring up a really interesting point on that especially as women you know mm-hmm. it's to i think it's a very male point of view and and even a patriarchal point of view to is to say that you know like to appear confident you know stand with your back very straight and your shoulders back and your head up and your chest out yeah but think about that for women you know, I mean, for me, so I'm a, I'm what's called a curvy woman. You know, I have a full mm-hmm. bosom. So for me to stick my chest out, when I stand up straight and throw my shoulders back, that is right. exposing a part of my body that is often highly sexualized.
0: And it not you
2: know, doesn't, that doesn't necessarily give me confidence, because now I know I'm basically sticking my boobs in everybody's face. Thank you. That doesn't, that doesn't feel like an intelligent thing for me to do when I'm saying that, like, so meanwhile, just a couple of seconds ago, I said, you know, when I'm giving a speech, blah, blah, blah. But when I'm doing that for myself, you know, I'm adjusting my body for what feels like um, standing up straight for me, you know, without, mm-hmm. I I don't, I never throw my shoulders back and really thrust my chest out like like we're told to do, because again, it's, it's exposing too much, you know, and it's, it's putting me in a really sexualized position that I don't want to be in, especially if I'm giving a speech about something, you know, I really don't want people to pay attention to my boobs. I want them to pay attention to what I'm saying. Exactly. So so there I might actually roll my shoulders forward, you know, to collapse my chest a little bit so that it becomes less of a focal point. But, Mm -hmm. but what I am trying to convey is, um, it, no it's not universal but i'm trying to convey that our body can speak to us as well so body language we often think of as a way to communicate to someone else right mm-hmm. i can i can communicate to you across the room without words by using body language but i can also communicate to myself so when i go into a fighting stance for me which is not like a big you know fists up head down you know ready to throw a punch fighting stance for me, it's, it's a very, very subtle thing that other people are not meant to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope they don't see it. I hope I'm not fooling myself all this time and thinking that they can't see it, but actually they can. I'm, it's it's meant to be invisible for other people. But it's meant to also signal to me, to my subconscious brain, as well as my conscious brain, that I am now in a position of defense.
1: I actually like that that angle to body language because many times we have not recognized that body language is a universal language for, for both you and the person looking at you. That, that is so sweet. I, I've never looked at it that way. This is a thinking moment, like a bulb just went off in my head. Oh yeah, oh, this is good. So <laughs> in other words, the things I do with my body are also communicating to my brain. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Things, you know,
2: exactly. And that's why, you know, when people talk about meditation and mindfulness training, you know, they're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, be present in the moment and pay attention to what is your body doing, you know, pick up a cup and really feel the cup, put it down and, and, and pay attention to what that feels like, but also pay attention to what is your body telling you? You yeah. know, and I think people don't equate that kind of thinking, you know, mindfulness and meditation with things like self-defense and martial arts, um, except that it, it is very much a part of that in the sense of, you know, what is my body telling me? If I'm walking down the street and my fists are clenched, And I'm not even noticing that, you know, like I suddenly realized like, oh, my fist has been quenched this whole entire time. It would make sense Mm -hmm. for me to say, why, what am I saying Mm -hmm. to myself? What am I picking up? What, is there a threat that I'm not consciously aware of that I'm purposely ignoring or, or, or am I tense about something? Am I, am I more upset about that exchange I just had with that shop owner than I realized?
1: I do that a lot with my own self. Um, there are times I realized I've been clenching my, um, my, my teeth. Mm-hmm. And, and then actually my body's the first to tell me because I get to start feeling um, tension around my, the side of my head. And
2: mm-hmm. then
1: my body's asking, why is this happening? And then I realize I've been clenching my teeth. So I look around to know what has caused me to do this. And usually I find something that has triggered my clenching of teeth. But I think not many people are mindful that way, you know, to listen to what their body is actually saying.
2: Right. And I think that that is something that can really help us, though, that body language, you know, it communicates both ways. But it can also be a signal for us to remind us that we're strong. You know, so when I go into a fighting stance, for example, as I said, it's not meant to be visible to other people, but it's signaling to me that there is a threat, that I am in a defensive position. And it's also reminding me that I know how to handle it. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's going to come from. I have no idea how I'm going to react, but I know that I've got tools.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: being in a fighting stance reminds me of those tools. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I've got knees, I've got elbows, I've got feet, I've got fists, I've got teeth. You know, I've, I've got an entire Swiss army knife of stuff I can use right here. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's also what fighting stance does is it, 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 it reminds me, yes, I'm capable. Yes, I can do this because I, I am now adopting a position that reminds me of where all these things are and what their functions are, could be if I need them Mm.
0: to be. Yeah, true. Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-empowerment program through self-defense, developed from real-life experience, a lot of martial arts training, and tailored for the way women actually learn the things we actually face, and that's actually fun. Learn more at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com. You can download our app, find a class, learn how to become a trainer, or find out how to teach the Pretty Deadly program at your school or studio. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and yes, we're even on TikTok. Just search for Pretty Deadly Self-Defense, and we'll be there. Our theme song is an excerpt from the original track Icarus Wish by Dead Centuries, and used by generous permission of the artists. Get more tunes at deadcentries.bandcamp.com.